Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, the Director of Advancement here at Dallas Christian College, and we're grateful that you have joined us as we continue in our series titled Bible Words. When we see the power, the depth, and the beauty of God's Word, it changes lives. Many words are spoken around our neighborhood and in our churches that have a rich and deep history. When understood at that level, it is revolutionary in our lives and has the potential to change our lives, which is what we hope happens as you listen to this podcast. Sharing with us today on the word faith is the head of DCC's Bible Department, Dr. Mark Halen. Dr. Halen's been a regular on our leadership podcast and is celebrating 30 years of teaching here at DCC. And joining Dr. Halen is the head of DCC's Practical Ministries Department, Dr. Eddie Sanders, to help facilitate this discussion. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Dr. Halen, and let you begin this episode of our Bible Word series. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Faith is one of those uh, theological lingo words that we throw around in church, and we often don't realize that when the original writers of Scripture use these words like faith, righteousness, sanctification, they weren't trying to create a new theological term. They were actually using words that were part of their regular vocabulary. And so today, hopefully I can shed some light on what this Bible word faith, uh, what's at the core of its meaning. And at the core of the meaning of the various words that are translated faith and faithfulness in Old Testament, New Testament, is the concept of confidence and trust. Faith, I would define faith as a confidence and trust in someone or perhaps in something that's exterior to ourself that calls forth action on on our part. Now, faith in the Bible should be in a someone, the someone being God, but Israel's problem And our problem in the 20th, 21st century is placing faith in the wrong person, placing faith in the wrong thing. But biblical faith is confidence and trust in someone that calls forth action on our part. It's it's a response to the trustworthiness, the promises, and the prior actions of God on our behalf. Now, there's a flip side that those those words that are translated faith are often also used to talk about faithfulness. Mm-hmm. They're translated faith when we're talking about our confidence, our trust in God. On the flip side, it the the same word groups will be translated as faithfulness when it talks about steadfastness the steadfastness that we have for someone who is exterior to us, as well as perseverance that we exercise because of someone who is exterior to us. And here's where we see God does not have faith, but he has faithfulness. And because of our faith, we have faithfulness toward God. Um, 
Let me go ahead and introduce a couple of the, the Bible words themselves, and then we can talk about how they're used in Scripture. The key word in the Hebrew Old Testament that is translated with the idea of faith or faithfulness is emuna, emuna, which comes from a word group which also includes amen, amen, which has the idea of, of solidness, trustworthiness. And, and uh, the first use of emuna is found in Exodus 17.12, and it kind of sets the stage for what it means, because in Exodus 17.12, we have the picture of Moses extending his hands in battle. He's got a staff, and he's extending his hands in battle. As long as his hands are up, then the Israelites are victorious over the Midianites. When the hands drop, the Midianites gain the upper hand. And so Aaron and Hur hold up his arms, and we're told in Exodus 17.12 that Moses' hands remained amunah. They remain steady. There's the steadiness, consistency. Uh, we'll come back and talk about some other passages. In, in the New Testament, the key word is pistis. P-I-S-T-I-S is the noun form. The verb is pistuo. And you'll see these translated pistis as faith, sometimes belief. You'll see pistuo translated as believe. Believe. They're the same word group. It gets masqueraded or gets shielded, uh, concealed a bit in English translation. So, so you have with Abuna, we have passages that talk about the faithfulness of God. Like Deuteronomy 32.4, the rock, his work is perfect. All his ways are justice. A God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is he. Probably the best ones come from Psalm 33, uh, verses 4 and 5. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. We can rely upon Yahweh. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his steadfast love. Uh, we talked about Hesed when we talked in this series about love. In 36.5, your Hesed, your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens your steadiness, your perseverance for us, your consistency for us uh, reaches to the clouds. Likewise, humans are called to faithfulness. We read, for instance, in Second Chronicles 19, how the Levites were appointed by King Jehoshaphat to administer faithfully uh, the law of the Lord and to settle disputes among the people. Uh, Lamentations 3, uh, verses 22 through 23, indicates that, that although we can't predict how God will demonstrate his faithfulness, we can predict his faithfulness. It is new every morning. Uh, so we have the idea of divine and human faithfulness. That is pretty helpful, and the image is very helpful, the steady hand of Moses. In, in the Old Testament, what did steady-handed faith look like for the average Israelite family or father or mother? A steady-handed faith would be one that is characterized by 
the centrality of who we are and what we do is centered in Yahweh and in what Yahweh has said. Uh, I, I am an Israelite who happens to be a father. But I am an Israelite, there I belong to, therefore I belong to Yahweh, so I will act as Yahweh has commanded us to act. Uh, the faith leads to action. And that gets us you know, into like the New Testament uh, where we see that notion very, very strongly. Uh, we think in terms of like James 2, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. You know? But that's not unique to James. You know, a lot of people try to pit Paul against James, but Paul has his own version of that sort of thought. For instance, in 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 3, he talks about how in his greeting to the Thessalonian church, he commends them for their work of faith, their labor of love, and their steadfastness of hope. And what he means by that is your faith that produces deeds, your love that produces hard labor on behalf of others, and your hope that is uh, uh, that produces steadfastness. So faith is always is always something that calls forth action. Um, the the connection of faith and life. It's not just belief. It's it's what happens in life may, in its most beautiful form, maybe in Galatians 2, verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And so the faith is a trust that Paul has because of Jesus' track record. Mm. He has faith and confidence, and it issues forth in life. He lives by this faith. It impacts everything that, it, that, it, that he has, everything that he does. Uh, Martin Luther had this, this wonderful image it's kind of funny. It's it's kind of ironic that 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 Martin Luther had a little bit of problem with James uh, uh, in in his reflection on on James, but yet he said something that actually sounds a lot like James. Martin Luther used the analogy that faith is not simply about believing that a ship exists. It's about stepping into the ship and entrusting ourselves to it. Uh, a faith is about a confidence in what in God's promises, a confidence in God's character, where we will trust Him implicitly, and we will get in the boat with with Jesus. So faith is an action word. Faith <laughs> is an action word. We're it seeing is not that static. We're seeing that theme over and over with these words. So oh, let me let me throw something on that. One of the very interesting Greek constructions in the New Testament is often the verb pistuo is used with the preposition 
ace into so that one believes into Jesus. Not simply believes in, but believes into Jesus. So there's a dynamism uh, in that in that phraseology. So what would that add to my involvement in church, my daily Christian walk? What does believing into, what dynamic would that bring that would make my faith, in air quotes, deeper? There would be a realization of journey, of non-arrival, if faith is just the static thing, yeah, I believe in Jesus, then then I can, I'm, I'm good, I'm okay where I am. But there is a dynamism, a movement. Uh, you have the the image in the Gospels in uh, Mark. Mark was it chapter nine, uh, where yeah nine twenty four, where you have the the father of the sick child. And Jesus says, you know, hey, you know, if you have faith, yeah, I can heal your child if you have faith. And we have these beautiful words, you know, Lord, I believe I have faith. Help my unbelief. And so part of faithing, part of faithing is opening yourself up to new reality and to new perspective on what Jesus is calling you to do, to be in pursuit, constantly growing in faith. And mm. we see that kind of verbiage in the New Testament. How you grow in faith because it's a dynamic thing. That, that is very healthy and helpful. And, and I appreciate you making a, a verb out of that faithing. We, we so often communicate that belief is it, assent mentally to this list of doctrines and you're good but the new testament the old testament the the christian story is so much more than that and it points me back to that image that you started with the steady hands of moses you know we think about that the steady hands in in so many different contexts sports restaurants you know having steady hands is necessary it seems like it's necessary for my Christian walk, for my Christian journey as well. Yes, and we can be steady because God is always steady. His faithfulness reaches to the heavens. Excellent. Thank you, Dr. Halen, for sharing those enlightening words. And uh, I think the challenge today is, as you are listening to this, where is where is God where is Christ challenging you to grow in your faith and to demonstrate that your faithfulness is in, is in the God who never changes? Excellent, excellent work. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the DCC Leadership Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Dallas Christian College, who we are, what our mission is, our degree programs, and available scholarships, we invite you to go to our website at www.dallas.edu. Uh, recently, as part of our NOW campaign, we announced the naming of our Student Life Center initiative as the Worley Student Life Center. If you'd like more information on our NOW campaign and how you can partner with us here at DCC, uh, go to our website, www.dallaspartners.com.
dallaspartners.org. That's all one word, dallaspartners.org, and you can learn more about how you can help uh, our students grow in their faith as they're uh, here at DCC receiving their education. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. Pray that you are blessed, that you stay safe, have a great day, and we'll catch you next time.